This is Mike Sleater with the My Two Wheel Life podcast presented by the Pinnacle Nutrition Group. My partner in crime, Chad Tempo, is sitting next to me, and it is Friday. We are uh, getting moved into our new building. Sound quality is a little off. It's a little echoey because it's empty in here. What's going on, Chad? Yo, what's going on, buddy? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Yeah, it's... um. It is echoey. It is empty. We have paint smell from painted floors. We have wood stairs with no carpet yet. But we're doing it. We're excited because we got a lot of good things going on, and we want to make sure all you listeners keep up to date with uh, My Two Wheel Life. And... Um, it's been a busy couple of weeks. You know, you've been down here in SoCal grinding, getting this new building set, getting some new product plans going. And I was up in uh, Utah traveling dealers um, it, with the family. I think I saw 15, 16 dealers. Went to Zion, shot some content. Went to Park City and visited a lot of our athletes. And, man, it's it's been been crazy it's been a whirlwind a uh, couple weeks here at pinnacle uh, nutrition group and yeah we're fortunate to be here and we have this new space but um yeah let's kick in so we want to just jump in and, and give everybody an update we got we got a new building right across from our old one yeah yeah we we went two two doors down um and we have a rad location in san juan capistrano um, mountain bike trails literally two miles away on our podcast with Osho. Osho lives down the street. Um, we're three miles from Doheny Beach via bike path. Um, it's it's pretty prime time. Road riding, we can hit the Wednesday World Rides out of Oceanside, meet them halfway. Kind of all things two wheels can, you know, leave from here besides moto and i think we might try it one day why not <laughs> wednesday night docent rides right <laughs> yeah the docent breweries right down the road it's gonna be good I, I really can't wait till our kickoff party in about a month and a half to to really do our relaunch of the brand and and fire things up even more than they already are so it's been wild like the the utah trip was cool more most importantly i think you know my the getting this podcast going um you know we haven't been pumping it and, and whoring it out per se but the last podcast with Blake, Blake Savage our our ambassador my friend wow that was good it was, it was crazy it's been so it was good i wasn't stoked on myself with my presentation really um but you guys had good dynamic though cuz you guys have such a history that you were able i think to pull out a lot of stuff and he was able to be vulnerable which allowed him to really give insight into his life, what he does, the process of what he's been through and accomplished, and then some insights into what we do with him together. Yeah, he's he's a very awesome human being, and and you know I um, leaving there, uh, Sarah went and saw Courtney uh, Roxon, his sister, and she was telling us about how stoked he was. So that made me happy, and their family really appreciated hearing the story and seeing hearing him you know talk about his trials tribulations and 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 the positives also there was a lot more positives i hope for everyone than just negatives because it was not about bringing negativity to moto or or injury but it's to highlight someone's very successful career and what they have going for them in the future so that being said i i courtney led us into listening to the paul basagonia um, Netflix documentary, and I was like, that guy's such a legend. I've seen, I've seen so many advertisements. I actually follow him on Instagram. Huge fan of his, but I never got to see his story, his documentary. I knew he had a spinal cord injury. I didn't know the extent of it. So, 
hearing Blake's story, then getting more ingrained in the spinal cord side of things. My brother himself actually has a major spinal cord injury from a BMX accident in 1998. So I'm very intrigued on people's stories. My brother is a very fortunate person with a tragedy where he's, you know, crew chief at KTM, but he's paralyzed on his whole left side. And yeah. people don't even know it. His left hand doesn't work. So I can really sympathize and have empathy for the families and the and the, the partners and the friends of people that are going, you know, that have siblings that are going through a spinal cord process and listening to Paul Bassagonia's or watching his Netflix documentary and then seeing the algorithm of Aaron Baker's documentary on top of that guy who used to race. I, we have something special coming with Aaron. Yeah. And Aaron's a huge – so I recommend if you're listening to this, watch the Paul Bassagonia. It's um, any one of us documentary. And then you'll see Aaron Baker's documentary on that. It's, like, right behind his. Please give those a watch, those two special guys that are just two-wheel base, mountain biking, injury, and a moto injury, but have done some phenomenal things to overcome that because I really, truly believe people that are badasses on two wheels have a mental capacity – far more than anyone else yeah you 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 led into exactly what i was going to say next which was i think the parallel between everybody you just named is the mental mindset because like you said blake could be down every one of them could be down but as we heard on blake's podcast his mindset is so positive so strong and every one of them shares that yeah it's it's a life-changing even your brother i mean i got a chance to walk around the pits with him at supercross he, I mean, he wrenches for a living. And he, he changes tires with one hand, essentially. He puts wrist pin clips and pistons with one hand. They've found a way to um, overcome and conquer things. And, and spinal cord injuries, not one of them is the same. I don't want to get into spinal cord injuries yeah. per se because I'm not a doctor. I have, knock on wood, not had the experience myself. I've been a family member to someone who has, and I've had way too many friends that have had them. So... I recommend if you haven't listened to Blake's podcast, go back one episode, listen to that. If you haven't, if you want to know more about Paul Basagonia, listen to him and Aaron Baker's um, documentary on Netflix and Amazon Prime video. So, yeah, going back into my trip, man, it was pretty cool. I went to uh, Zion, shot some content myself, did that. Saw the some pictures dealers. were insane. Yeah, it was really cool. The, the park was shut down still um, to, for car traffic, but you could you could ride in. So I rode my intense sniper in. Got some photos, used the GoPro. I'm a hopeless photographer, but I got some stuff that we can use on our social. Media um, leader. Yeah, it's terrible, <laughs> but we're doing it. Bootstrap budget, we're doing it. Um, well, some of the, the – let's talk about riding in Zion. I mean, there's no cars. So we're used to riding in traffic, and then you go up there, and you can't drive in a section that's not only beautiful. Well, you can't drive in it today because of, of COVID. And they had it closed. You only allowed um, like 50 cars into the park for what, parking spots. But because of COVID, they are only allowing those 50 cars. But normally that road is a, like a Disneyland road tour and um, where you can drive in, pay 30 bucks. You get to see the park, you know, visually. And it, it's worth every bit of money. I've never done it. I got to fortunately ride it on my bicycle. <laughs> the so pictures that, were insane. You were yeah, saying. Yeah. So it was cool. It was cool that I wish that uh, my kids rode nine miles on their BMX bikes with me because Mama Sleater says that's what you do, boys. You just keep riding. It's the um, Aussie in her. Yeah, it's the Aussie. And so, yeah, we, we did Zion. It was great. Saw some saw – some, I saw a cool tour guide, you know, dropped some samples off there, just hustling. Went to St. George, went and saw Blake. I hit the road, continued on to Park City, woke up in Park City. Um, I actually was 
uh, fortunate enough to rent a Airbnb from former Supercross racer Landon Powell, who is from uh, the Utah area. So Landon Powell is a is a really damn good rider in moto and mountain bike, but primarily had a good professional motocross career. His dad's the, one of the marketing guys for the Utah Jazz. So they're so pretty. Rad. They're rooted in Utah, and it's nice to hear that you know these guys are so welcoming to the California guys coming up. You know, I thought the, the vibe might be like, oh man, you guys in, just infiltrating our area. You're just really taking our little zone and exploiting it to the world. They didn't care. Yeah, and one of the things that we try and do at PNG is culture, right? And you went up there and you went on a bunch of rides. Who who all did you get a chance to ride with? So um, I, I got only a couple of rides in, really. Uh, Sarah got more miles in than I did, but I went and – Follow her on Strava, dude. She kills it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got to go for a ride, and big, big, big props to Steve Quate from G-Form. He took me around to all the dealers in the Salt Lake City, Park City area that were his accounts. He's the national sales manager, manager for G-Form. And Steve held my hand to, you know, Hangar 15, to Commander Bikes, all the local bike shops that are in that area. He was able to walk me in. We'd deliver product to the shops, tell them a little about the story. But it was tough still with because because the shops are so busy because there's so much activity with people riding that it was tough that to get some FaceTime. But just it, thank you, Steve, for giving me your time and your expertise to give us a lead-in to those dealers. Yep. So I got to ride with Steve. Steve's a badass rider. He he was actually uh, one of the guys that took took care of Peter Sagon when he was over here at Cannondale. So he's no longer at Cannondale, but he has a good relationship with him. Steve's really strong. I rode a trail called um, uh, Flying Dog. I rode some stuff, uh, mud moose puddle behind the Olympics. Olympic um, training facility in Park City. But the real day that was mind-blowing for me is when I got to hook up with uh, Matt Jory. who was an engine, <laughs> engine builder for me from Proven Moto over in uh, Heber, or Herber, Utah. So I'm probably near Midway, Utah, just over the hill from Park City. He took me on some trails that were mind-blowing, and the company that we got to ride with were was was unreal. It's, I know. never I've never actually heard you come back from a mountain bike ride and be as mind blown as you were. You're yeah. like, dude, they were manualing like nose. To, I was like, what? Yeah, in Metro the, the speed. Yeah, they carried. Yeah, it was cool. You know, um, how's the how's the trail network? 407 miles of hand-built single track provided by the city, and that's not counting the mountain bike parks in Deer Valley and Park City. So there's probably over 600 miles of, like, legit hand-built trail in a very small radius. But I'm up there getting ready to, to ride with Matt Jory, and I don't know who I'm riding with as his crew. And I run into Max Sadlack, our ambassador that literally lives down the street from the um, office here. He lives in Aliso, and Max is there, and he's a ripper, specialized ambassador. Troy, youngster. Youngster, Troy rider. He's 19, up-and-coming Enduro star. And... I, I see him, I'm like, this is insane. One of our local boys is here, and I'm like, he's like, who are you here with? I'm like, I'm riding with Matt Jory. He's like, so am I. So it, it was, it <laughs> small was world. small world. And then I look over, and there's Cody Kelly. I'm like, oh, damn. All the boys. And then Mitch Ropalotta. I'm like, and I've known Mitch for a few years. Um, we're not real tight, but we're, we have some good friends that make us acquaintances. And those guys are the, I mean, I would say Mitch Ropalotta is probably the most talented mountain bike racer 
or mountain bike rider in the world from all things from downhill and in dirt. He's top 10 to D, uh, World Cup downhill. He's won, I think, I can't say he won, but he's he's led in one stages in um, EWS. He does cross-country races. He's a free ride guy. He does it all, and he's just a hell of a nice guy. So we I get to ride with these guys. Uh, Cody's dad, old dog, they call him. <laughs> you know, he's he's an awesome dude. Uh, Landon Powell showed up to ride with us. Like I said, I got to rent his Airbnb condo out in Park City. So we connected. We had a group of, like, nine guys, and we climbed uh, about three. Th- we rode the Deer Valley uh, bike park, but it was closed. We just rode the trail. You actually pedaled. We pedaled it, and these guys are—they are strong. They're fit. We're at nine thousand feet, and that's rad to hear because most enduro guys just will get shuttle their chairlift. I mean, it depends on their style. But when you told me that these guys were strong, so that's the difference. Is like a moto enduro guy, like a moto mountain bike (laughs) enduro guy, is lazy. They want to pedal. They want to ride the trail up slow and then go down. These guys are strong. When you're an EWS enduro rider, you're you're still climbing. I mean, you're climbing on any race day. Yeah, you're climbing four thousand, five thousand, even more. Yeah. yeah. So these guys are strong, um, but this their talent, the talent they have, and, and the the bike ver- skills, bike skills. Like, go on my Instagram page. You'll see a video of me and Mitch and Cody and the boys. And I'm I'm trying my best. I dropped some f bombs because I can't keep up with them. They're basically <laughs> roosting me. So that was that was a good group to ride with. Um, my wife wants to move to Utah now after this trip. It's not going to happen. She told me that she was actually just going to stay and send you back. Yeah, I did come back. She's, yeah, anyhow. So let's let's go into it. Some of the dealers. What what does, like, the dealer look like there? And what is, like, the culture of a dealer in Utah versus California? Not in, like, a good or bad way in comparison. It's just, it seems like it would be different. Like, it's a different vibe, the... The people are different. The culture is different. I would say that there, you have a, a few rad mom and pop shops that we get to be involved with in SoCal, like Roy Cyclery, um, Stage Twenty One here in Laguna Hills. Um, you know, Pure Ride, Chainline Bikes. These are dealers that we work with here in Southern California, and they're enthusiasts. They're passionate, but they have a lot of competition going up against franchises like Rock and Road, Jacks, um, Bicycle Superstore, yada yada yada. You know. Um, but these, there's not that competition in Utah. Every mom and pop is not – it's like a sh- poor sh- showroom, right? Yeah. And they, these guys, these families just go for it. Hangar 15 has five stores in Salt Lake City, and, and his name's Michael that owns it. Good guy. He um, very enthusiastic, very, very um, just an enthusiast for bikes, and they race a lot. Um, in Salt Lake, it's, it's really, really – I mean, Utah's the state of sport, so a lot of bike riders that are just, you know, they're riding all year round in Salt Lake. It's cold in Salt Lake. They get snow here and there, but just 30 minutes up the hill in Park City, it's seasonal. It snows all winter, right? So, And the shops still thrive. That's what was mind-blowing to me is how busy they are and how big the shops were. Commander Bikes and, um, I'm sorry, or Contender, Commander Bikes, I believe, or or Contender. I'm going to blow that, sorry. They're in Salt Lake and in Park City in two-story building. Do they switch like Big Bear, Mammoth? Like they switch no. winter, summer? No. They stay a bike shop Stay a bike shop. Yeah, no, they stay That's a bike rad. shop. They're not a ride shop where it's like, yeah. like skiing or boarding. Yeah, then they swap out for the no, bikes in the, the summer. That's how, the, that's how much the, the demand of riding, how much they'll go. They'll, up in Park City, they'll switch to fat bikes. They'll switch to, to more um, 
you know, relatable bikes for the snow, you know, um, but going on, like around town, there's just, you know, Yeti, Santa Cruz, specialized. I was hoping to see Everybody's more intense. Everybody's core. Uh, yeah, everyone's got their kits dialed. A lot of, lot of premium, premium bike riders. That's the biggest thing is, and it's getting better over in Southern California. And uh, one thing, my biggest takeaway from like the trail network versus Southern California, I will never, ever, 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 Chad, tell someone how rad my trails are in Southern California. <laughs> like you did to me. <laughs> yeah, my trails are rad for Southern California. Yeah. But they're not rad in general. I wouldn't have yeah. someone fly in to ride my trails because the dirt, the soil, it's just... It's the that, scenery. The scenery. I mean, Colorado, Utah, Arizona, like, um, you know, those places like, you know... Even NorCal. Like, NorCal, Santa Cruz. Like, we, we are... We're such a bubble in SoCal, and I want to like, bend. I have not gone to bend. We will be going to bend soon for a work trip, and I'm excited for that. But SoCal is a hub of industry, not of scenic, badass trails, and I want to make sure that I work on my etiquette of pumping up my local trail network <laughs> compared to a nationally – I mean, to – And just, we want to connect with these other places to learn more about it and what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, we need, it, a, we need to, like – The one, one thing I really wish I would have done is brought my dirt bike and rode – the, some of the tracks that, you know, March Banks and Pierce Brown. Flying horse. Flying horse. Like, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna meet up with Proven Moto guys, and um, and, and we're gonna do a test on the 350S, the new 350 they built. And it's, I saw it before they launched it. It's a work of art. It's a real showpiece that they have, so... Yeah, it's Dude. it's been it's been good. It's it was a good trip, man, and and I'm glad that I did that. I didn't see very many guys. I didn't see like the homies like Nick Way and Osho, and I didn't get to see any of the. But I, you did sync with some of our riders. Yeah, so I I that's that's good. I didn't see. I got to see Swap Moto and Lopes showed up. Lopes came up. That was rad to see him. He was up there for a while. But our main purpose was to connect and get our get our hydration just to the guys that support us. And I want to you know say a big thank you to those guys. Who who are some of those guys you're referring to? Um, well, you know, from the get go, I think, you know, Blake Savage has been an advocate of, of, uh, supporting us and, you know, that, that Blake, seeing Blake, getting him some product, talking about what the, you know, the future stuff we have planned for him and then seeing Alex Martin, who's an absolute legend and, and so intelligent with his body and nutrition, you know, he, he studies it like a hawk, um, getting him dialed in Jordan Bailey, Chase Sexton, Roxanne and, uh, Zach Osborne, uh, Mitchell Falk made his return, taking care of all these guys. And one guy I want to I want to know, and you know, I hope he doesn't get pissed off because he's he's just been on a tear. Is Cooper Webb? Cooper Webb has been purchasing product from us at full retail because he probably doesn't want to meet dealing with me asking to run a sticker or anything like that. But I just want to say thank you for supporting a small brand and yep. seeing value in our product. So Cooper. I appreciate you. We Andy's, appreciate Andy's a nice guy. I mean, we've exchanged emails with him multiple times. Um, and obviously, we've never, like, pushed anything yes. in any direction with him. It's just been thank you for the support, congratulating him on his efforts. But just a really kind-hearted human being. Yeah, I mean, kind on kind on the sidelines, vicious on the track, right? <laughs> dude, we don't want to talk. Yeah, we will talk Dude's about that. Dude's a gamer. Dude. Yeah. It is. So, I've no, never but, seen somebody with a race craft um, like him. And actually... I mean, I don't know. We should just dive right in because I think there's something about Cooper. And, and I saw it because when he got by Kenny, I mean, I'm, I, I don't like playing fans right now, but I, I was like, I saw Tomac get by um, Kenny this week. And I was like, the only saving grace we have to push this to the last round is that we got the bulldog. Cooper Webb was out front. Yeah. Yeah. Cooper is. Um 
I got to meet him at a very young age. At, when I say young, like 13, when he was racing AC on his 150 Honda in the Super Mini class. And I watched him on a bike that was so underpowered, so underdeveloped compared to AC's Mitch Payton ripping bike. <laughs> I watched his process. He stole so many championships from me when I was managing Orange Brigade when Dakota Alex <laughs> was my guy because he was just better. Yep. He was just a savage competitor. He just wants to win at any cost. And I say any cost of like just burying his body, um, just, you know, doing whatever it took. He never made excuses. Very, very doesn't say a lot, you know, like verbally. He rode a Super Mini for WMR under the Orange Brigade banner for one race at, <laughs> really? at, at Monster Cup and to race Adam. And I tried my best and I was – I I, did, I pulled everything I could out of it. I didn't have very much budget at Orange Brigade when I was team manager there. But the WMR guys were really trying hard to build him a bike, and I pulled every strings, and the bike was a piece of shit compared to what Adams <laughs> was. But Cooper, we, we soiled the motor in practice. He didn't have much seat time on it, and he never complained. And, I, I, I you know, they wanted to ride for KTM, but KTM wasn't ready back then. This was 2011, I believe. That was at the beginning of the Orange Brigade? Yeah, not 11. This was like 13, I believe, 2013. So their mini program really wasn't developed like it wasn't, we weren't the ready pro for circuit. Him. We, like, weren't, we weren't ready for him yet. It's not what it is today. There wasn't a place for him to go. So going back to Cooper, you know, he is a, just an awesome competitor. His dad's taught him well. His family's taught him well. They didn't have big flashy motorhomes. They had a little classy motorhome going on the track with a trailer, and Mario from Red Bull, Jerry Mallet, they all put a program together, Jamie at Thor. I mean, I, I, it's like I know his – I didn't work with him ever really, and we still don't work with him. I've just been a fan of his, yep. seeing how he did things, and I wanted to beat him. I'm a competitor like him. I wanted When I say I wanted to beat him, I wanted the program that I was in charge of to beat him so bad because I knew how good he was. And I can say I didn't ever get to beat him. Like yeah. he had – when he went to Star Yamaha, he – um. You know, Bobby Reagan was a freaking cheater and would run, you know, tie-wire accelerator pumps. And I remember uh, Dakota Alex's dad, who rode for me, protested him. <laughs> no way. And he actually got DQ'd at Alabama. And, and Cooper probably might not like me because of these things still to this day or whatever. But this was – I wasn't making the protest. It was the dad's. And, and, and it wasn't Cooper that was making his bike illegal. It was Star yep. Yamaha. <laughs> but that's the start. Cooper was the front side of that movement with, with uh, Jeremy Martin, right? Yep. And the, the props to them. I mean, I'm telling a story. I'm not talking shit about a program. As they wanted to win at all costs. It, you know, Brad Hoffman was a, is an amazing engine builder, clearly. And, and it worked. And, and they were on a YZ250 that wasn't, wasn't up to snuff. compared. It was carbureted. And yeah. they had to tie wire that accelerator pump. And they did. And... In the stock class, you can't do that. And, yeah. and they ran an illegal muffler at Loretta's that, that class that that same year. And if Cooper Webb would have been – it was illegal. They ended up just changing the rule. Like MX Sports changed the rule. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like Cooper didn't cheat. Star cheated. Yep. Jade Dungey was Dakota Alex's mechanic. Yep. And, you know, uh, who is now um, – Sexton's mechanic. Sexton's mechanic. But um, Cooper's mechanic now works for TLD. Uh, he he's actually was a mechanic at the time, and um, you know Dakota's dad protested him again because they were running an illegal mid pipe and muffler. Because at that time you could run an aftermarket muffler in the stock class. In the stock class. Well, that changed after the year because unfortunately, if Cooper would have been found guilty of cheating, he would have been banned from the AMA. 
Because in the rule book, if you get caught cheating two times in the same no year. No way. I don't know this rule. Yeah, so if you get caught cheating two times in the same year, you are now banned. So Cooper was caught in the net from start in their infancy of being yeah. a, a powerhouse. They've been around for years, but they weren't a powerhouse. They were like a C-level team. Yeah. yeah. So Cooper, I mean, once again, I'm kind of carrying on, but I, like I said, I've, I know his backstory. Yep. He tried a 250F for us. We couldn't put a deal together from a KTM. He went to Star. Star Boys wanted him to succeed. They knew they needed to do a couple things. Yeah. And and they did it. They did it. He won titles. He deserves everything he has. He deserves more than what he has. He's, Ted's he, got grit. He's got grit. He crashed his brains out on that staircase. They keep showing that highlight. Look at the points right now. If Cooper would not have been DNF, I think it would be plus three. Yeah. He he would yeah, he would I don't know what the points would be. But, but it, he would be up. He'd, he'd have the uh, right play it. He'd other, but, I mean, that's part of racing, right? He made a mistake. So, Dude, he backflopped on the so, that. that we, I mean, I think I, I, I don't want Cooper. Cooper's a very – doesn't need to talk, and we're talking a lot for him and, and, and being fans. But um, well, let's, well, I mean, why we're talking about him, talking about his racecraft a little bit. Um, he's so calculated, like he, and he can bury himself, like in, put him deep in the zone. Um, he has a good – idea of his surroundings going to that first turn uh, that last round you know on 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 wednesday night with, with tomac with on tomac, the outside yeah he was aggressive you know that and was a, that was i mean a little it, it was clean but I that's sure. the I would, definition would, uh, that's the definition of understanding your surroundings. yeah but i would have put him down i would have put tomac down it would have caused the first turn pileup of it's, it's 18 a, guys yeah but you know what cooper cooper had <laughs> class and he ran him as hard as he could it was slick. I mean, look at what Chad Reed did to Stewart. Was that back in the day in Vegas? But now Cooper has just of such a good um, time management. He yeah. understands time. He understands his body to time. Like these last couple of rounds, Kenny, Eli, Zacho, these you know um, all these top winning guys, they've been burying themselves at altitude. At 190, racing the track so hard, I'm just thoroughly impressed with their their foresight of time management. Cooper has it the best, though. He gets a good start, gets to the front, and he manages his time. He understands the surroundings. He he just manages the race better than anyone I've seen. And except, he tried last except, Sunday. Except he and he said it in the press conference. He anticipated Kenny to pop. Yep. And the, the on the, the last round that Kenny won, right? Yeah, on Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. yeah. And, round five. And I would have thought, I was waiting for Kenny to pop. We all were. The media, all everyone was. And Kenny didn't pop. Kenny rode. That was the best I've seen Kenny ride in a, in a while. Effortless. He had the, the flat turns. Because that track was funky with the flat turn after the triple, the flat yeah, turn going to the line. finish line. Yep. But he was just, his throttle control, he was the fastest one through those flat corners by far. Yep. Just super smooth, slower, the old slower is faster kind of thing. Yeah, no, I was thoroughly impressed and, and pumped on his performance. He he did very well for uh, – he I, I, he needed that, having shingles and, and the immunity problems he's having right now. And, um, you know, there's a lot going on in his camp, and and we need Kenny to win as a sport. He's in – and. Thank God he got that win, and he had a good ride on uh, Wednesday. Yep. Again, he got fourth, but he, he rode good. So there's just a lot of um, lot of diversity, I believe, in the class right now. Um, one guy I think, you know, that 
you know, I'd like to touch on after this commercial break would be Zach Osborne, right? Um, and on that note, he let's, led some laps. Yeah, he did. So let's take a quick commercial break and uh, thank some of the sponsors that make the My Two Life podcast happen. The original and unrivaled new bike in a can, SC1 truly restores that factory shine and lives up to the claim. SC1 high gloss coating is specifically formulated to protect and beautify multiple surfaces including plastic, vinyl, rubber, and carbon fiber. Water-resistant formulation is safe for use on gloss or matte finishes and makes the cleanup process easier by forming a durable coating that repels mud, dirt, and debris can be applied and left untouched or allowed to set up and be buffed to a dry sheen, leaving a long-lasting luster. Ride, clean, and SC1 your ride to keep it working and looking its best. Alright, we're back here at the My Two Life podcast presented by the Pinnacle Nutrition Group. And we uh, left kind of getting on, on uh, Zach, uh, Zach, Zach Attack. I've known Zach since 2004. I've seen him as, as a personal friendship. And, you know, he's the one that I think the catalyst to getting all these guys uh, high, on the hydration. You know, yeah. Michael Hall, uh, a former amateur racer, rode for Star actually for a short time. And then MDK is Zach's best friend growing up. And, and Michael Hall uses our refuel and hydration for racing marathons. Yeah, I yeah. said racing marathons, not <laughs> participating. Yeah. And Zacho picked up on that. So thank you, Michael Hall, for introducing P&G products yeah. to, like, that high-level moto guy. Zach is, is, is going for the win this weekend. He texted me. He said he's doing it. He's Dude, he led – how many laps did he end up I, I, A lot. Like, yeah. Like, it, like three to go or something, four to go. Yeah, it was like 16 maybe. I don't, I don't remember the number, but um, I do remember hearing his – the interview after the race, and he was like, I actually wasn't thinking about anything, but I was just clicking off lead laps. Every time I came over, I knew it was one more lap lead. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think his mental, he's, he's more mental than he wants to think he is, or we all want to believe. He doesn't seem like a mentally frustrated guy, but he works so hard, and he put the effort in preseason, and he had some injuries, and it, like the ball, the, he changed the narrative, yep. right? Like things weren't going right, and this COVID break was allo- allowed him to hit the reset button, change the narrative, yeah. get back in it you know and i think that was really really important um for him to uh to get done and i i was re- i'm really proud of zach and and his team to get that done i think that was really 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 cool yeah now he looked good i mean he got out front and uh maintaining his composure um he just didn't quite have the pace i mean the track on um uh, wednesday was I mean, talking about the track for two seconds as we go into this is, is interesting because for the first time in Supercross, we're actually at one location with the same soil for an extended period of time, which is crazy to think as is because it's normally planning for size of the track, the type of dirt and different locations, et cetera. But the only, like the real big difference on that track on Wednesday was that rhythm section, right? Yeah. I mean, there was a couple other small differences. The whoops differences. have been good. The whoops have been good. But that rhythm section, if you went double, triple, triple, right, it was a few tenths of a second faster. Yeah, and there was a lot of energy, like manual in and lift your legs to keep that bike tight with, what, 60-plus horsepower from a those 450s. Um, going back to Zach, I, and I say 60-plus horsepower, like I heard from uh, you know, my brother, the crew chief at the R&D side of things at KTM, and he's like, 
he's he's very outspoken as far as like when he's bench racing with me. He's a quiet guy like when you meet him, but to me he's outspoken about bench racing and he's like the fucking team. They don't know why he's killing it. They don't understand it. And he's like, it's because he's at altitude and his bike's slower. Well, so Zach, I also Zach, heard Zach, that. Zach rides a bike really aggressive for being a little guy. And, he, and you know, the 450 at Anaheim at sea level and all these other races at sea level, that my brother has a theory that that the bike, you know, being slower at 6,000 feet has a, has a helping hand in Zach being able to manage the power better. Interesting. So that's a theory from someone that is 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 a been a, a big time mechanic for a lot of years, and I. And Barsha said that Yamaha detuned their bikes too. Yeah, that early in the year, early again, I think uh, again this last week. So I don't know. Here's my theory: like, I'm willing to bet that those guys ran their bikes on a dyno near there, and they actually have a tune, an ECU tune, and they probably have a, a, a smaller squish. You know, maybe cut the head or the cylinder to get that same compression ratio. So, I would say those bikes aren't really any slower. Like, especially because they knew they were going to be there for a period of time. But it's all, I mean, and you know a ton about the development of motors and, and obviously tunes and power curves. But, I mean, with those bikes, I mean, there's a lot more that goes into it with the way the Yamaha chassis works on this type of a track versus the steel chassis of a Husky or KTM. But... um also, when the power comes on. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't think they it's not change. Not about horsepower, per se. Yeah, yeah. Like, when you're at altitude, this power is smoother. They, you just run out of air to create power, right? Yep. Especially at Mammoth. I mean, we're not as high as Mammoth there, but I've raced Salt Lake, and your bike's slower. Your bike is slower, but it, things have changed since I've raced Salt Lake. So, I'm I'm willing to bet that these teams, have, they're, they're, it's a different time than when I raced. Yep. And they've got their all-fuel injection now. And they have power, and they have tuning, and all these capabilities. So I think that it's um, it's it's definitely uh, I think Zacho whatever the thing whatever the case is bike, mental whatever I'm stoked to see him killing it. Yeah, he's looking good. I, I'm stoked. I hope he does it. Uh, does it Sunday? Yep, absolutely, Last absolutely. So this is something new, the refuel segment, and we did it with Blake off the cuff last week, and this week I think. Uh, I'd like to highlight my boy Dino. You know, he he got refueled. He actually uses our refuel. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I'm I'm stoked that he uh, won a heat race. You know, it came he, down to the wire. Talking about tri- um, you know, changing the narrative. He he rode really really hard. Held Tomac off. Um, got that heat race win. Um, you know, I think having Benny Bloss beat him in the heat race a week before that was a, I mean, Benny was ripping, but stoked for Dino. He's the refuel rider of the week, you know. Good, good for him. I um, think the break was good for him too. Yeah, he got he got healthy. So yeah, you know, shout out to you, bud. Keep keep up the good work. We're stoked to see you do that. Um, let's slide into the lights class. You know, we usually go lights to 450, but man, I am. Uh, I'll go on a little tangent here. So Uh-oh. so, the East Coast is soft. Oh my God, it's so Ch- soft. Chase Shane. You're the anomaly. Totally. Okay. You guys are crushing. You guys are on point. You guys are gonna possibly win the East West shootout. And don't get me wrong, I I mean I'm a I love Sexton, but what would the narrative look like if he was running West? He could win. For sure. But, but it would not be just McElrath. Yeah, Shane yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like you got Jalik Swole who um 
you know, I'm I'm not a, I'm not impressed with. I I don't see a bright future there. I I don't see his his technique on the bike working. He's he he. I don't think he's taller than he rides, but he rides real crunched up, real small. Um, Shimoda looks. He's in, what is he? Is it is he in fourth in the points? Yeah, he's fourth in the points, and he missed. He's fourth in the points, and he missed a. He didn't qualify for the first main, um, which <laughs> like that's okay. He's a rookie, yeah. like, given that. But I just don't see a lot of improvement, and I don't see his technique allowing him to improve. Um, you have uh, Shimoda, who's kind of battling with him for fourth. His technique is on point, but I don't see a lot of speed. Yeah. And, and, and will Geico keep him around long enough for him to develop that speed? And will Rockstar keep Swole around to allow him to develop? And I, I think, does Jalik have the speed in him? Uh, I don't think he, by, if his technique doesn't change, I don't think he does. But Sw- but Shimoto has the technique if he can let it let it go, like let that clutch go, let just let everything roll. Yeah. He's really impressed me because he hasn't had much Supercross experience. Where Swole, coming from you know growing up with the Bell brothers and then spending some time at training facilities in the South and spending time at Tim Ferry's I was place. I say he spent a lot of time at Ferry's. Yeah, place. I don't see him even having the same technique that you know um, Evan Ferry <laughs> has. Yeah, so that's that's what I'm getting at. Is it's more technique. I, I I'm a fan of Swole as a, as a rider, but I'm just talking about technique. Um. I don't see the depth. The depth is just very soft on the on the East Coast. There's only 30 guys that qualified for the night program on the East Coast this last round. So that's kind of – I didn't even notice that. Yeah, that's kind of sucky. But the West Coast is – and you have, sorry, Colt Nichols. He actually looks strong. Him in that earring. He's crushing it with that, that, that cross earring. That cross earring. That guy, I love those Oklahoma boys, man. They, they make their own path. Doesn't care. They don't care. That, that's their thing. They they have, you know, the, the pack amp, pack Pack, pack X MX or whatever they're I'm so old and selling but the whole Bogle Frace Cole Nichols crew are dude those guys I love what they do man I'm sorry for butchering your rap crew's name up but you guys keep doing your thing I'm a big fan of not trying to follow the norm you know and and, and Cole is an amazing rider who has he had a, great, a long string of bad luck yep. ton of injuries and he looks good but he's getting podiums and he knows that he's not in the race but dude, that paycheck cash is the same. That that bonus check for a yeah. podium, and he's rebuilding some confidence, right? So that's cool. Stoked for Colt. Stoked for getting a good guy. Because if if Colt wasn't there, they lapped to fourth. I think the lights guys did. Well, yeah, because Sexton went around Swole about three quarters of the way through the race. Yeah. So um, Sexton and, and McElrath are on another level on the East Coast, but it's going down to the wire. Chase made a statement last weekend and. Making that badass pass and aggressive pass, I think he stamped it. In my eyes, I think he stamped it. I I, I think he stamped clean it right pass. there. Clean pass. Clean. Set it up, scrubbed that double, and stuck a wheel in there. I mean, Shane but, knew it was coming, and off he went. Yep, yeah, I think he I think he stamped it there. I, I would say he stamped he it because there's, there's not there's not a enough depth in the um, class to 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 ju- if Chase can get back to third. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen in the shootout? So I don't know. I didn't do my research, unfortunately, guys. I don't know. Is the shootout? Is the shootout the final shootout? Both coasts and points carrying for the titles, right? Correct. I believe so. Or is the heat race is the main, and that's where it finalizes? We should find that out. I think I could. What I just from said, straight race. So I think from from just East Coast East Coast lineup on heat one. I think Chase runs away with it. Or just let's chase. Let's sh- if Chase runs away with it. If he gets a good start, gets out clean, he'll run away and run hard. 
if Shane gets the lead, I think he's going to back her down and, and run it to the end and get this title. And I couldn't be more stoked for two great guys. Stoked for – stoked for um, – I hope Chase – personally, I hope Chase wins um, because uh, we have uh, – we're fans. And um, Jay Dungy, his mechanic, was – I was his first rider in Supercross as he was my mechanic. So I have an emotional tie there. So – I'm stoked that we have two great spokespeople in the East Coast, but I do believe that uh, Jace will take the East. On the West, let's go into the West. Man, that has been a badass series. I cannot believe the dynamic. Forkner's riding well. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's unreal. McAdoo's taking riding eight days a week during COVID break. He's really stepped up his game with a couple podiums. Um, the the, the Ferrandis is is fast as shit as always, but he man, he's it, it's been these guys are racing so much harder than the East as a depth, you know. Yeah, you got Drake and Hartraft and a couple guys battling their asses off for eighth. I know those guys would be on the box, no problem on the on the East. So that's where the depth I'm talking about, not overall speed. Like like I think Chase Sexton could win West or. I know the guy from the West would win the East if whatever shook out, but the West has got some serious depth into it. Um, Christian Craig won that heat race with those guys. Lucky, but he it did. Would, yeah, I mean, but, I, I'm a I'm a fan of Craig. I mean, I love watching him ride, but yeah, it's hard not to be a fan of his. And platform. did I hear something about potentially? Yeah, moving maybe on. Go, maybe moving on. Finally, you know, maybe change is good. He's been on that that Geico program for basically since he started dating Paige. Yeah. But um, I think he's moving to his, his nice brother's gig. his brother's gig over at Star, I heard. But anyways, we'll see how that plays out. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, you're, you're a Yamaha guy. What yeah, do you think is uh, going to happen when he gets on a Yamaha? And, yeah. and especially the Star bikes. I don't know. I mean, they've got a proven package right now. What, I, I don't know if Christian – Christian needs to be on a 450. Yeah. He's, just, he's a 450 guy. But going back to the West Coast, um, Forkner is a couple points down from – Ferrandis and I think I think Forkner is going to let her eat. You oh, know, he is ready. He made an aggressive pass on Ferrandis. He's riding hard. He's riding good. It was clean. It was aggressive, but it's clean. The, it, he's ripping. He's yeah. ripping. Like um, McAdoo's ripping. There's so much depth that if any of those guys, I mean, if if Ferrandis gets the whole shot and Forkner gets a bad start, it's over. Yeah, that's but, true. But if Ferrandis gets a bad start, which he got a whole shot. And then, unfortunately, got ran. Found the mud. Found the mud. But he need, these guys are not making friends with the – they're making enemies with the Lawrence brothers who don't give a shit. Dude. They're making enemies with these Lawrence brothers who are taking over Supercross right now for love, love or hate? Yeah. You, if you love them, I love them too. If you hate them, I don't hate them. But you, I can see it because they're everywhere. They're dynamic. They're fast. They're working with a badass trainer. They're, they look good with shift gear, 100% goggles. They're Geico Honda. Like, it's hard not Jet to look. Jet looks lo- good. Jet is it amazing. Is um, but these guys don't give a fuck, and they, will ru- they, they, they want to be better. They're Aussies, and they just want to make a statement. And do, Forkner and, and Ferranis need them on their side and not as an enemy, and they both – pick battles with these the wrong kids i know they, they, they need to they need to pull their head out of their ass and race the race maybe not buy, the person maybe maybe send the lululemon gift card to those lawrence boys i know they like nice shit <laughs> so fucking get dude if if, if or, you know or like i don't know dude, they need to do something buy them some candy 
buy, do, buy donuts for Jet and buy Hunter some Lululemon because I know I heard he likes fancy shit. <laughs> He's but, a fancy boy. But just make make uh, make friends with with your competition that can help you because they'll make it hard if you have to go past those Lawrence boys, Ferrandis or Forkner. And they're your, not your friends. They're not. They're you gonna. May, they're, you may just get punted and be right out of the championship. You might lose that. You might be uh, two W, not one W. Yeah. <laughs> so that's 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 my West Coast take. I'm I'm really I'm really uh, I'm excited to see that transpire. I think it's like I said, Heat ones, whatever class, and then they go into a shootout. Yeah, in the main. In the main, and the shootout sucks. Everyone's over it. So you're gonna see my predictions on the shootout. Is McAdoo's gonna win? You think? Yeah, because the, the guy that won the championships emotionally drained. Yeah, he, he's he, done. He's done. And I think McAdoo's like, dude, he's got this hot new chick, and he's just like all pumped, and he's got to win, you know? Well, who, who is his chick? Uh, we don't we, – this, this, <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't Kiefer after dark. I'm not a pedophile, uh, and, and we'll, leave, we'll leave that to another podcast. It's interesting. <laughs> I wonder what goes down, but um, – I mean, it's just a weird dynamic. But, uh, no, I mean, McAdoo looks good, dude. He's I'm fast. A, I'm a big fan. He's just all around good guy. I mean, honestly, the all these guys we're talking about are all badass. Yeah. I mean, the sport is in a really good place with stand up guys that are training hard, that are working hard. I'm extremely stoked to be a fan of Moto right now. Yep. And um, you know, to, to it motivates me to go ride. And I got to go ride Glen Helen yesterday, and it's, that was fun. And and I heard a bird chirping that Trans Am. Mm. I'm gonna go ride, race the Trans Am uh, next weekend. The Swap Moto Live Trans Am. You guys got to get out there and race that if you're in the surrounding areas, or if you want to, from Texas or Florida, and you want to race the best vet guys, 25 and over. Uh, I think Alex Ray's gonna race his two stroke in the 25 plus class. Um, I think Villapoto's just in 30 pro class, so I'll see Villapoto on the line for a minute. You're gonna be running 30 plus pro. And then yeah, and then the gate's gonna drop, and RV's gonna be out of there. So it's cool, like. There's gonna be a cool group of pros. I hope. I think Kiefer's gonna come out. I heard. Um, check out SwapMotoRaceSeries.com. I think for more information on the Trans Am, um, or Swap. Just go to SwapMoto from Swap's personal IG to SwapMoto Live. There's a lot of shit going on with Trans Am. I'll be racing on the race the 250 Open class on my 252 stroke. Jamie Ellis just built me the most unreal Dude, motor. That thing sounds so gnarly. <laughs> it's, it, it sounds gnarly, and it, it even runs better than yeah. it sounds. So I rode that at Paris Wednesday night. Um, you know, I've been I've been getting trying to get. I don't. There's no time to build a base, but like once Mammoth, I knew Mammoth wasn't happening. It kind of fizzled me out. I was like, yeah, ramping. you weren't riding much. I haven't been riding much, and then I started ramping up, and then I had two dumbass crashes like that were all my fault so i'm i'm hyped to get back out there did some testing with kyb um my friend rick gilmore worked on some yamaha settings for the factory team that was rad just get some more intel for my personal bike and my personal bike enzo did the suspension we just dropped your suspension chat off at yep. enzo we're gonna do the kyb conversion kit to it kyb conversion kit um on a 19 and a half factory edition and we'll probably do a little write-up maybe on what it looks like from a 30 plus pro guy in you yeah tuning yeah. my suspension to a 30 plus just desk jockey yeah so i'm gonna take some some of my experience on the ktm and and build him a bike that i feel would like blow his his wig off um now that his hair's cut but um no i'm excited we'll have jamie else do a, a tune on it yep. um fmf's gonna get us an exhaust 
There's not much you have to do those KTMs, so that's pretty much it. Enzo will do the suspension front and rear. Um, Twisted will do some mapping. We don't know if it will be a, a ignition or um, just a tune of the stock ECU. Maybe do both. And um, I'd be we'll, curious to run back-to-back -back because when I talk to Jamie, um, there's just so much more you can do when you do a Vortex. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I've ran both of his, and I had good luck with both, just the mapping. Um, I don't like to fuck with my shit. I just like to ride it, as you yeah. know. Like I like to test what I'm testing, but once I go riding, I just want I want to worry about riding, and just just having a blast. So you like to tinker, so I'm sure you want dials and numbers and fucking get it all over the place. But yeah, I actually this time I want you to give me this bike back, and I just never I don't even want to do anything. Well, yeah, I want to just so, ride. Yeah, Henson <laughs> Henson Henson will get us dialing with a cool cover. You don't have to do much of those things internally, so we'll get a cool cover on it. Fast Company will do a brake spring kit. Yep. Um, we'll just really take my years of KTM experience and apply it to a bike that from my you know a colleague and friend to, to to knock your socks off. That's what I did for Diorio. Diorio's ripping on his 350. Um, he's back. He's back. Diorio's back racing, um, and I'm stoked to see him shredding. So we're all racing the Trans Am. So come. Come say what up. I think we'll have our our PNG crews doing uh, some activation with some hydration, some samples. Yeah, come I gotta talk try to it out. I gotta talk to Aaron Cook see if he'll stroke us a deal on vending because, I mean, it's gonna be like 100 degrees probably next weekend and everyone's gonna be dying and hungover after Saturday. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 we got a lot going on, man. But I'm stoked. The, the Supercross is winding down. We got Trans Am come. Or, we got it's wound down, and we got one more round this weekend. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun to see all this, like, come to fruition on the final championship. You know, yep. Cooper's Tomax got just ride it out. I'm happy for him, man. I am. I haven't been a huge Tomac fan of like as a person, not for any particular. It's just hard to be a fan because he's like he's so introverted Dry. and private, <laughs> and private. But he is an, a phenomenal competitor, a phenomenal family. He doesn't ever put the sport in a bad place. So if he wraps this thing up, high five to the Tomax. I think, I think he is going to wrap it up. So, props to the Cowie team for finally getting that back. Um, yep. But he's Tom, come, he's but come Cooper, close many times. Yep. Cooper's making a statement. Um, and then we go into outdoors two weeks later. How do you think they're going to react to that? I think it'll be good. They're going to be ready. Yeah, I seen a, a lot of the teams like you know uh, Tatorski, the Yamaha test rider was working on a star bike, I believe, um, and then helping you get ba base settings for that. And I think, and I, I know RV was on Plessinger's bike and um, Barks's bike yesterday at Glen Helen, so it's going to be. Um, I mean, I think they'll be fine. I don't know what KTM KTM. I want to touch on them and Husky. They did like those guys aren't up front right now. Um, they they had they had to take time off because it's a corporately based team, it's a factory team. They actually told the riders to stop riding for a month when COVID. So these guys have a month versus McAdoo who rides for a privately owned team who rode two a days yeah. pretty much. So I think the the Troy Lee team is on and Husqvarna Rockstar Lights team are a bit behind because of that. Um, they couldn't even get bikes; they weren't allowed to. Did but, they have to get their bikes back? Uh, I I don't know exactly. I, I believe they did, but I can't speak for that. I I think that they're just behind the eight ball on on that. Um, from from what I've heard, but the the outdoors are going to be really good. Um, I can't believe they're racing Loretta's. 
but I also am, I mean, I, it's not the right track. It's so small. I've raced yeah. it on a big bike and it's so small, but thank you, the Coombs family for stepping up and getting so damn creative to figure out how we can go racing, how to do it, yeah. how to do it. You know, like we all can be picky and I can all have my two cents about a track, but if there wasn't the Coombs family, the MX, the, the nationals would not be happening. And in many ways too, and, not and, even and, just this. And, yeah. and I say the Coombs family, I mean, MX sports, you know, anyone that's involved with MX sports, racer X, you know, the, the whole team over there that works overtime to make it happen. I thank you. Thank you for the teams for being open to going racing. Like that's really cool. Yep. Thank you to the riders who are just, just doing it also. I think we all are in, in, in this global pan scamdemic <laughs> are um, open to, to new things now. We're not as stubborn because we know how fast things can get taken away from us. We so. can just be grateful that we can get to go do it. Yeah, so we're going to pause for one more commercial break real quick, Chad, and um, thank our sponsors, and uh, we'll kind of wrap this thing up. Let's do it. All right, we're back here in the My Two Life podcast headquarters at the P&G office here in San Juan Capistrano. Beautiful San Juan. It is a I wish I could afford to live here. It is badass. <laughs> we're lucky. There'll be a sofa underneath the mezzanine. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, anyways, we're back, guys. And um, thanks for thanks for tuning in. This has been a good bench racing session. And Chad, so what, what's your thoughts? What do you think? Um, what's what's in your head of what's coming up the next couple of months? With PNG? Yeah. Yeah, we have we have a lot of good stuff going on with PNG. Um, so without letting too much out of the bag, um, we are always obviously working on products. So being that we get to work with guys like Blake Savage and John Wessling, these trainers, and we get feedback from the athletes, we're obviously going to be working on some recovery products. Um, without getting into too many details, stuff around obviously aminos, proteins, etc., um, we have some products coming out around immunity, um, to kind of just help the riders, um, on a day-to-day -day basis, boost their immune systems. So they can actually process these products that we're making that are actually going to increase their performance. Um, we have the new office, we have interns, we have dealer relationships growing. We have activations coming back. We have potentially something that's going to be easy on the eyes, um, with packaging, um, I mean, yeah, I, I'm excited. Chad, Chad's been busy. I've been, he's a moto guy. He's a mountain bike guy. He's turned into a damn roadie. I, oh I, he was, I, I'm going to have to give him Don't shit because anybody. he gave me shit. Oh, you're, you're a roadie. I'm like, yeah, dude. My dude, I'm damn near ready to shave my legs and arms. I, I mean, <laughs> the, the, I think you should. I mean, I feel bad for Molly climbing to bed with your hairy ass, Ugh. but, um, no, it's 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 we got a lot going on over here at at PNG and Chad's, here's the, here's Chad's, the thing that I always talk about too is and, and even when I came on board is you can't make products without testing it for yourself. Yeah. Um and the one thing I can ensure you is um I think we live in the suffer tank often during yeah. the week. And that's the only proper way to test products cuz I can listen to people and I can get feedback from people and it's going to range. But unless we go physically feel what you guys, consumers, athletes, trainers, any normal active person on the streets feeling, it's hard to actually make an educated guess or an educated move in terms of what we do. Um, so 
basically engulfed myself in it and started riding 130 miles a week on my roadie. Um, 130 to 150 miles. My Strava's plugged in and just totally spandex boy. Yeah, it's not a bad way to live. I'm, I love my roadie. I love getting in our PNG kits uh, by Muro XC and just getting that race. It's like getting on a Ferrari. My bike is sick. Um, the cadence of riding a bike, I love. Yeah, you know, I, I, I fell in love with cycling because of moto training. And I love, I'm like, I got a skill set for enduro and 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 like enduro like enduro mountain bike with jumping and I I love that but I, there's something to be said for those long road miles and like just put stacking you know 50 to 80 miles on the you know on the on the GPS and that high calorie burn and I mean it, the enduro bro not like might like the roadie but the roadie might not like the enduro bro but I'm sorry like our crew we we do it all and Jack of all trades, master of none. I'm fine with that. But it's helped my mountain bike game a lot. Yeah, I know. It's next time we ride with soap, you don't put your face in the ground. <sighs> don't remind me. Yeah, he had a bad luck there. But, you know, guys, it's it's been a, a really fun segment here um, on on this podcast. And this thing's, this thing's rolling. Um, I, I Thanks for tuning in. I, I We will have a recap next week after we watch yep. this, this showdown go down. Anything more you'd like to add, Chad, before we tune out here? No, I think um, – you know, for people out there that are interested in our products or have questions, um, my email is chad, C-H-A-D, at pngemail.com. Mike's is mike at pngemail.com. I would love to hear from anybody that has interest in the product, wants to know how to apply it to their training program. You can give me a call, email me, um, and we'll get you taken care of because, you know, I truly believe in what we're doing. This is a, a passion that's turning into a project, and it's a brand. Um, and we're going to build a culture around it because this is what we're passionate about. Yep, yep. And thank you to all those athletes that got this off the ground. Um, I got to ride with one of our first ambassadors before we sign off, uh, Kai Ayala, yesterday. We shot with him with Matt Dowsey. Kai has been a big instrumental part of this brand getting going. He took a leap of faith leaving another nutrition brand. He's an amazing athlete. So thank you, Kai, for believing in me, letting me run things with you, letting me um, kind of – letting you just lead us down that moto segment of png there's more than just moto but kai was a big part of the moto of you bringing png to moto kai is racing sra this weekend he's racing work so thank you kai um we, i want to just thank, say thank you to you thank you to all the other ambassadors that sign up to on our platform under you know our section on the website and if you want to try a product for the first time use moto 20 for 20 off um and you will get uh, 20% off for retail on our website at pinnaclenutritiongroup.com. Until then, guys, enjoy your weekend. Celebrate your dads. We have a special running on the website now. Go find it. Um, Celebrate your dads. Wives, make it right for dads. We are selfish assholes at times, but let's celebrate (laughs) all of us dads this weekend. Keep them healthy so they hang around for a while. Have a great Father's Day weekend, and until then, peace. Cheers.